0: Welcome to episode 16 of the Lonely Fan Sports Show. I am Josh Anderson. It's been about a week since I've done an episode and about a day late since I wanted to do this review show, but here we are. In this episode, we will review the round 7 of the Monster Energy Supercross Series, the first of two in Orlando. Cooper Webb won this race, way to go. Also in this episode, real quick, we will preview the West Coast, even though it's technically the East Coast, but due to some contracts, it is the West Coast, so we will preview that. It is a stacked field. Last time I looked, there are 63 bikes entered in the 250 class. Either way, going into round seven, Cooper Webb won this race. When, uh, you know, uh, Zach Osborne got the whole shot, pretty much the best race that he has started throughout this year. Zacho has, let's go with him first. Zacho, who finished third on the podium. he His starts this year have mm-hmm. has been atrocious. So for him to get third good for him like I said I'll get to him in a second but Cooper Webb so Zacho got the start he got pushed back but for him that was pretty good and then Brayton got the lead you know it was good for Brayden to be leading there just for a little bit and then I you know I don't know if he was holding up Roxton a little bit you know Brayden was running a good pace but you could really tell when Webb was behind Roxon that Webb was going to pass Roxon, because sometimes where every single time maybe Roxon got a little further further ahead than Webb, Webb was got right back up there. Because if if Roxon were to be able to make the pass on Brayton earlier than than what happened, maybe Roxon. Uh, maybe would have gotten a little maybe that web doesn't make the two passes there and takes the lead either way web makes the pass on roxson and web and just takes the lead that's something web needs to do the rest of the season web's uh starts haven't really been there but you could really tell in this in his writing in this race that he really wanted to win he came into the event 16 points down. He realistically could not afford any more losses. Now, going forward, he can't afford any more losses. But to him, he wanted this win, and he got it. So it will be interesting to see where it goes the rest of the season. Uh, so far, in the 2019 championship, when Webb gets momentum, it's hard to stop him because he's he can be extremely consistent now, with Roxon, he did get second. Consistency towards the end of the year has been an issue for Roxon, As I documented in the previous podcast, the end of the year for Roxon has been a problem. The only year that he has not been a weakness has been 2016. Other than that, Dungy or well, pretty much Dungy has always been bested him in terms of finishes towards the end of the year. So with that said, he's pretty much going to have to beat Webb here on out. So we are going to have to see it's it's pretty much right now going to be a Cooper Webb versus Ken Roxton show. Tomac is MIA. I to me getting to Tomac a little bit later but between Webb and Roxon, if Kenny can continue to get these starts and if Webb doesn't get the start Roxon's pretty much gonna win this championship uh, we are approaching halfway through the season now and Roxon should be uh, Roxon should be a little bit further uh, up in the points but we all know the red cross flag and the Dean Wilson blue flag issue but Cooper Webb is now only 13 points down. They have Orlando two coming up, and then they get a week off. So, and then you know that Roxon is going to want to go for Daytona. He has mentioned it before. He really wants a Daytona victory. That's one thing that he does not have in his career. Tomac is usually strong there. Tomac has won there: uh, 2016, 17, 19, and 20. So we'll see if Tomac can get any magic going there or not. Either way, the rest of the uh, rest of the uh, box score here: Zach Osmer got third, finally got a whole shot. Zacko's starts have been terrible this entire year, as I mentioned at the start. Finally, but he gets shuffled back, and he still gets a podium. So that's a positive direction, as we've seen from Osborne mentally. If he keeps getting starts, that's what we've seen from him, and maybe he can get a win. But that's only if he can keep it going and going and going. But we also have seen it where it can go the other direction from Osborne. He's too far away from the points now to be a championship contender. Right now, after this race, he is eighth in points. So, I guess at this point for him, just be consistent, go for race wins, head for a contract, uh, maybe go for a two year contract, and start the, getting ready for your title defense in the pro motocross series. I hate saying that, and we're only seven races in, but he kept going 10, 10, 10, 10, 9, 10 in his first few rounds of the series and Roxon winning three races and even Tomac winning a race you you just it's just not going to be competitive at this point for Osborne. Fourth was Justin Barsha. He got a fifth place start and finished fourth. He he really wasn't around anybody and he you know for for Barsha it's a top 5 that that's what you're looking for. You're you're not finishing in barely top ten where he would with the Yamaha, so so good for him in that aspect. But when you need to race wins for winning championships, you know that has to be disappointing. He's still top five in points, but he is a, a non championship factor at this point, like because Rockson has just gone to another level. So now we get the to Tomac and it's come it's kind of glaring to me that you know he's mentioned in press press conferences that he wants to continue racing but i i don't know i i think this is it for for me you know it, it became glaring after the supercross championship now i understand he had some dnfs in that pro motocross series but I think this is this is it. I don't know if it's it after the supercross season, but going into outdoors, this might be it for Eli Tomac. I I, I don't I don't have any evidence, obviously since this is a fan generated podcast, but I can't foresee him going on after this season because if this is abysmal because I, I just I don't understand where the speed has gone. Now, I understand that it might be harder this year because Ken Roxton is having such a dominant year, but Cooper Webb is beating him now. Justin Barsha, who has, even though he has switched bikes, Justin Barsha is able to beat him now. And I, I, don't, I just don't see the Eli Tomac from 20 flashes from 2015 to 2017, 2018, 2019 Eli I I'm just, I'm just not seeing it from Tomac and that's just leading to believe that it's the beginning of the end for Eli Tomac and we should see the Adam Cincerello Cowie beginning. So it's gonna be on Adam to start winning championships next year or, or basically for Adam, it, he's gonna be the guy, I believe, going into next year aaron Plessinger was six great for him this has been a career re- revival for him now i understand some races and he might be 11th barely top 10 but a sixth place place ride is where he needs to be or higher that's all you're asking of him at this point the last few years have been injury plagued or something going on but if he's getting sixth or seventh or even better that's all you can ask of for him so I, i'm proud of him marvin seventh I, I i don't know what to do with him i he isn't either started 13th battle at the seventh but his, his starts aren't there this year his qualifying pace isn't there i understand he didn't race last year but yikes this is looking like marv is just not on the pace he's crashing. People are crashing around him. It's a, it's a combination of a lot of different things, but I have to wonder, is this going to be his last year? Is he going to go to the GPs for one last year? It, it makes you wonder, is Eli Tomac and Marvin Muskan not going to be in the 450 class in the 2022 season? I don't know, but it it's, has not been a stellar year for Marvin Muskan who has finished 3rd or 2nd in points every single year from since the 2017 season. Jason Anderson, 8th place. Starts have been better ever since the dislocated finger, but still 8th place from a former champion. Still not looking good to me. It's going to be interesting to see again where he goes next season, if he even races. it's I don't know. I just think this year, him leaving Alden Baker is just more glaring than anything. Malcolm Stewart ninth. I don't know what to think about this season for him. It's it's been up and down. Mm-hmm. It it's been more. It, it's it's been interesting because I think he was better on the Moto Concept team than the Yamaha team. It just me because at least it was more steady. On the Moto Concept team, Moto Concepts team for results, uh, a little bit more variance on Yamaha. That's just been an early observations for me. Adam Cincerello, tenth. To me, he was gonna be—he was a borderline championship pick, pick to me. Now I understand he came in the season with an injury, but he's fourth in points. But this is turning slowly for me into a slightly disappointing season for me, for Adam. Uh, He's led some laps where he's led 10, but I'm not seeing a lot of leading. I understand that you don't necessarily want him leading qualifying all the time, but I'm not really seeing that, and that's kind of worrying me just a tad bit. And... Maybe towards the end of the year we start seeing more of it, or maybe outdoors, but right now I'm starting to get just getting a little bit disappointing, disappointed in Adam Cincerello's season so far. But at the moment, he's fourth in points, so if he starts winning races, I'll be okay. But right now, it's borderline getting me worried. worried. Um, 11th, Justin Brayden. Uh, he led a couple laps which is good but then he uh fell back to 11th which is not necessarily good he is now 11th in points so that i understand he's at a dnf so that's not necessarily the greatest for point situation he's probably want to finish top 10 in points so he's got to start finishing races if he has any bonuses in that sense uh 12th dean wilson Dean Wilson coming back after the controversy and coming back after the injuries. Good for him. He did have to ride in the LCQ. My wife had him in fantasy, so we kind of had a vested interest in that. Uh, Joey Savacci, 13th. I didn't really see much on him, just kind of a quiet ride. Benny Bloss, 14th. Quiet quiet, quiet ride for him. Vince Friese, rough year for him. 15th marty davalos 16th no flash again uh first race of the season for 17th position shane McElrath. now the one thing i will say for shane is he came out well first of all the gear for all the moto concepts team was amazing i love the white gear but the one thing that i will say for shane is he came out flying in that heat race uh you know the one thing that Shane does well is whenever he comes out for his first races of the season, he is out there flying, and he did that against Eli Tomac, and he fended him off well. Eventually, Eli got him. I think that was Eli's first heat race win of the season, but Shane looked great. Now that did not transfer for the main event. That was you know that was Shane's first main of the season very disappointed in Shane because that was my, uh, uh, I picked him in fantasy. I should have known better to do that to a guy who his first main event of the year. But uh, either way, uh, that heat race for Shane was amazing and that pretty much should uh, raise some eyebrows for the rest of the year. Uh, Justin Bogle, 18th. I, I honestly think it's time for Justin Bogle to Hang it up or go to Canada. I think those are the two options if COVID improves. I, I, I'm sorry. That's my opinion. Carol Chisholm makes another main. He has made every main this year. Uh, he got 19th. Uh, 20th place was Justin Starling. Uh, he made his first main of the year. Good for him. He is doing a team with Jerry Robin. Jerry Robin, which I will talk to you about in a little bit. Uh, in the uh, 250 West preview. Uh, Starling, good for him. I'm making the main, man. Uh, 21st was Frederick Norin. Uh, in the LCQ, he was able to hold off Brock Tickle. Mm-hmm. Brock Tickle did not have a good start in in the LCQ at all, so good for Freddie Norin. He has not had a good year so far in the privateer effort, but he was riding a Cowie last few years. He's in either on a Honda than a Suzuki. So uh, Cowie pays for if you make the night show. But like I said, good for Freddie Noren. Uh, last place was Dylan Verandes. Uh He crashed and then got ran over by Adam Cincerello. Uh Razor X reported that Dylan did not have any injuries. Just got the wind knocked out of him. So he's probably going to be good to go. Uh, for the rest of the rest of the year, which is bound to happen for rookies, crashes and everything. Um, Dylan this season, outside of the second place, has been extremely quiet. I to me, I think the Yamaha has been better. So I don't know if it's necessarily a bike issue. I think it's just maybe a 450 grind issue, uh, getting used to the bike. Uh, Dylan uh, reportedly did have COVID into the season, and also he did have a bad crash right before the year so he might not necessarily with all these races be in shape ready to go so uh he is heading into now his eighth race in a row which is starting to be a point where a rookie may not necessarily be used to that even if dv is his coach that's something dylan might not be used to at this point i understand he's from the mxgp series but uh uh, he is a rookie in the 450 class for Supercross. So, We look at the points series for the Supercross season. Ken Roxson's number one. He has a 16 points lead over Cooper Webb. Tomac, even though he's been extremely so-so this year, is still third in points. Adam Cincerello is fourth. Justin Barsha is fifth. Marvin Muscan is sixth, Mar- uh, Malcolm Stewart is seventh, Zach Osborne is eighth, Aaron Plessinger is ninth, Dylan Ferrandez is in tenth, Justin Brayton is eleventh, and Jason Anderson is twelfth. All right, let's move to the 250 class. Now, I have been hard on Jet Lawrence, especially in the last few podcasts uh, you know, when talking about all the interviews and everything, but you know what? He rode extremely well. Now, the one thing that bugged me during the race is when Colt Nichols started to catch uh, Jet Lawrence. Now, Colt did make the mistake, wasn't able to hit the triple. But for God's sakes, when, when you were talking about him, when you when when Ricky or Todd. Or was it Todd, or I think it was, um, I'm having a brave heart on the other guy. But when the announcers are talking about Jet being able to swing clubs and feeling well, and then all of a sudden when Colt's catching Jet, and you're like, oh, maybe it's the shoulder, come the fuck on. Colt is catching Jet. Stop giving fucking excuses to Jet. He got caught. It happens. Jet has all the talent in the world. But Colt is going to be the champion of the series, most likely. So give it up, give it up. Either way, Colt made the mistake, and give credit. I will give credit for Jet for winning. Because he got out front, he got the whole shot, and he won his second race of the year. He gets all the bonus money from Honda, his contract, Red Bull, and Alpine Stars. He is going to be, and I said this before jet has the talent as long as he stops making the mistakes he's probably going to be the 2022 uh whatever coast he's on supercross champion because i believe that is the talent he has my only problem with jet lawrence is just the amount of people that just want to thrust thrust him in front of my screen when he's doing the coverage because No other rider is getting the coverage in the LCQ. Now, they did for Christian Craig. I'm actually surprised they did that because that's the first time outside of Jet Lawrence they did that. But no other fourth or fifth place rider were they doing that of. Regardless of that, Jet Lawrence raced very well. His injuries looked very, very good. He's going to be a title contender going into outdoors. Uh, this championship got away from him because of the injury, so it's going to be a. There's two races left, so it's going to be a tight contention if he can get top three in points. I don't know if he has a top three in his uh, contract, but either way, good for you, Jet Lawrence. Getting um, you led 19 laps and uh, good for you on winning. Uh, Colt Nichols, uh, you were able to get second place, so now you are eight up on your teammate Christian Craig Uh, outside of your one mistake that you made uh, no other issues that you had you had good speed Um, I think you would have won outside of the mistake Uh, Christian Craig you were going to win your heat race Uh, you went down Uh, it looks like you hurt your wrist but uh, they taped it up you rode as best as you could Uh, it looked like you had speed and uh, you got third place which only cost you two points You got two races left. Um, You have to win, man. Uh, The Salt Lake one. You got to win that and uh, get the points lead down to at least um, uh, uh, three points would be eight, five, and then hope for um, uh, winning the East West shootout or showdown. Well, let's be real. It's shootout. Uh, You got to hope to win that. You got to. uh, we'll see if you can do that. Um, we'll see what happens. You, you never know. You, you never know what happens between training, if injuries happen, if you're able to heal up your wrist, uh, if you're able to reboot the mind a little bit. But um, you're good for you on Christian to re, uh, basically get your mind right after the injury because a lot of guys might have not been able to ride. Obviously, Jet hurt a shoulder enough to not man up and ride. I don't know what the injury level was able to, but you were able to recoup and finish third. So good for you. Joe Shimola, fourth. Uh, lots of fourths this season. Uh, you've been the only PC, PC rider around. I think you've grown as a rider. I hope Mitch keeps you on for next season because I think you have earned it and I think you could this if you finish third in this season season series I think this season series is going to reflect differently than last year's um uh Mitchell Oldenburg got fifth I think going into the final two races for Mitchell the only thing I say is the only thing that can, kind of concerns me in Mitchell is towards the end of the races, his lap times kind of go down a lot. I don't know what's to deal with that. I don't know if he's not necessarily in the greatest of shape. That's just I don't know. His lap times kind of go down, da- go up, go down a little bit more than anybody else. The rest of the field: uh, uh, Joshua O'Vara, sixth, Kevin Moran seventh, Joshua Osby eighth. Hunter Scholar 9th, Logan Carnell 10th, Devin Simonson 11th, Luke Knees 12th, Lane Shaw 13th, Thomas Dew 14th. And this man I was so proud of because I've been following him since I've been looking at live time and scoring and watching supercross. Alexander, Alexander Nagy 15th. Uh, good for him, number Mr. 509. I, I'm. I was so happy for him to get into the main event, All, and he got 15th. He didn't get like 21st, 22nd. He rode up to 15th. All he had to do was get into the main. Uh, Grant Harlan, 16th. Scott Mishy, 17th. Wilson Fleming, 18th. Maxwell Sanford, 19th. Lorenzo Caprice, 20th. Hunter Sales, 21st. And Jeremy Hand, 22nd that will be the final race until salt lake city for the uh 250 east so that's been a lot of races and a lot short time frame now this coming saturday will be the 250 west which we will go through here right now so for the 250 west i think i'll just go through the entries right now for my uh I'm just going to kind of go homeboyish for my uh, 250 West pick and I think the reason I'm, you know people are going to be like well it, aren't you like going to be like well Christian Craig didn't work out well I can't really compare Christian Craig and Jeremy Martin in in this regard because Jeremy Martin has won a lot of races in Supercross the thing is Jeremy Martin is going to be my 250 West Supercross pick. Justin Cooper is not, and the reason why he's not going to be is two reasons. And I'll get to them. I'll just get to him now. Number one is the injury. Justin Cooper is coming off the injury to his, I believe it was a foot or ankle injury. Or it could have been a hand. Either way. That is, he just got back on the bike a couple of weeks ago, so that could slow him down. I could definitely be wrong on that take, but I, I truly believe that could be a just a massive problem because sometimes injuries might slow a guy a li- just a little bit on the bike, but I could be wrong. And then last year on motocross was not good. Now, mentally, I don't know if that will hurt him at all, but it might be a problem. Also, for Supercross, he has always shown the, a, a problem where he has made mistakes one point or another, much like Jeremy Martin. But I think Jeremy is coming into this where it is his final season— to show a 450 ride that he can do it. Now, he could possibly be on the 450 team for Star next year. We'll have to see. I'm not sure. But for Jeremy, I think this is his final chance for a 250. He is going to point out, unless he massively gets hurt in the first race of the year, but he, he is going to point out I don't think he's going to miss races again. I don't think Feld or the AMA are going to be extremely happy if he uh, if, uh, misses races again. So, And he is going to be most likely my or sorry, 250 outdoor pick as well. It's going to be between him and Forkner when I get there. But Jeremy Martin for this coast, especially if he does well here, he's going to be heading into Daytona. So the first two races are aligning for him to do well. So I think Jeremy Martin is going to have a great start to the year, and we'll have to see if that... And also, he's going to go into Salt Lake City, where he's used to training with Eli Tomac. So I honestly, it just kind of leads me to believe he has a great shot into winning this championship. He's motivated. He's finally healthy. The back's good, he's got the bike, and I believe he is ready to finally win his 250 championship in the final year he's in the class. And also, this is kind of a a, a final, you know, Steve Mathis on the Pulp and Mech Show has these rants of like a, a lot of these older guys, sandbagging and everything, and for Jeremy, Alex, and a lot of these older guys, these, these are kind of the final years of these guys being in Chris Bloss to a different level to a certain extent, these are, are kind of the final era of these guys in these class because uh, when you really look at it, this is it. Uh, the, the 450 class is starting to age out, and uh, a lot of the younger guys, uh, Jet Reynolds, a Ryder Francisco. Uh, Chance Hymas, Nate Thrasher, who we'll talk about here in a little bit, Uh, Danger Boy, uh, Red Dog's Kid, Evan Ferry, all those kids are starting to move up, and they're kind of forcing out the 250 class, and age is a factor, so all the Martin brothers are pretty much going to be done, so... It's going to be a youth movement in all the classes coming up here. So, for Jeremy Martin, this is it. And I fully believe he will have a shot and a good shot. And he's going to be my pick on winning the 250 West Coast Championship. Next rider up is Alex Martin. He's going to be on the Rock River team. He has a new name, uh, but... uh, He's going to be on a uh, private... Basically, it's a not a factory Yamaha. It's going to be a more of a privateer modify, uh, a secondary team. Now, Alex Martin is coming off an injury from the final round of the pro motocross season, and he had COVID. So it's going to be interesting to see how much prep and how well he looks going into 2020. Or, sorry, 2021. Uh, the indoor season has necessar- not necessarily been the most strongest suit for Alex, but he he can do well. Uh, he, he can get top 10s, which in Supercross, that's all you're asking for for Alex. Uh, can he win the championship? I don't think so. When you get to the outdoor season, could he possibly win some motos? The answer is yes, but some luck has to fall into that and he has to get some starts. So Alex Martin for him for this season, it's going to, well, with 64 riders in this class, It's just for him is just getting into the night show, getting into the main event, and then getting into top tens, I think, for Alex. Uh, This might be his last season. Obviously, JGR going down and not uh, barely finding a ride. This might be the last year for him, so let's might see the final ride for Alex Martin. Next up is Cameron McAdoo on Pro Circuit. Uh, he is gonna. Pro- Honestly, he's the top rider for PC on this coast. I, I feel uh, I, even more so than the Jordan Smith. Uh, Cameron had a solid year last year. Uh, had some. He he does have a chance to win races. Some factors have to come in where uh, if Justin Cooper is riding well. If Cooper doesn't get a start or Jeremy Martin doesn't get a start, if if Cameron gets starts, he does actually have a chance to win races. Does he have a chance to win championship? I'm not there yet exactly with with Cameron. I I, I just he can send it and he can ram it. I I just, I I just I don't see a championship yet. He 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 is getting better. I I just need to see a little bit more results from him. Before I can say championship contender, Uh, Justin Cooper, he is my number two favorite to win the championship. I just need to see where, like I said, where he's coming from with the injury. And I need to see again where he is mentally after the last pro motocross season. Now, I understand there were factors in there where he was not necessarily the most healthy coming in. But last year in the motocross season was the first time we've ever seen him not get results, not get starts, and falling back in races. So that that is a scary combination. Now, he has been fast, where it's kind of Dungey like where uh, Dungey in the mi- uh, middle of his career where he's there, but not necessarily the top guy, where Dungey towards the end of his career was the top guy, but I'm, I'm talking about the, the middle of the year. Uh, Mitchell Harrison is uh, next up I don't know what to think of Mitchell Harrison going to be uh, this year I, I really don't know it's it's going to be an interesting year he's going to have to work hard he, obviously he's not going to be on the factory team he obviously f- um, filled in for Pro Circuit he, he did fairly well in that uh, he has been riding in the GP series the last few years so Coming in the Supercross is going to be probably a little bit harder for him just because not doing it for a few years. But working at it, getting good starts should help him out, and maybe we'll see him in outdoors. Then we have Carson Mumford. Now Carson Mumford is going to be under the Michael Lindsay team. The Michael Lindsay team was a startup team last year. But in this year, uh, Honda was—basically, uh, Michael is going to help out with the amateur team. But because of the Geico Honda going away, Carson Mumford is going to be riding for them, though. And for Carson, he, uh, from what we heard, likes to bike. And I think for him, he kind of—he he has— Gotta show some speed. I think he has to show some flash, and I don't think he. I don't. It's gonna be interesting to see where he's at. There's a lot of guys that I think he needs to be better than Jalik Slow, slow, swole, Sorry, but we'll have to see where he is. Obviously, Shimoda, who we use teammates with, who he, he was be like in the motocross series. He was behind Shimoda a lot. So I don't know if he's going to be able to make this. obviously Samoda was is on PC on a better bike, so he's going to be able to make a step forward. I don't know if Mumford is going to be able to make those leaps and bounds like Samoda, but if Carson can make any leaps and bounds that far, that would be great for him and it would be also look great for Michael Lindsay's team. Uh, Then we have Hunter Lawrence, who we have never seen him do a complete full season of Supercross. Obviously, he will be the only rider for Honda HRC because of Geico Honda going away. Uh, Hunter Lawrence last year uh, did not qualify for a race, so it's subjective for him to even qualify for a race at this point. It's scary to say that. Uh, He has a lot of pressure on him. And I I hate to say that, but he does. Namely because how successful his brother has been. And because Hunter has been so good at motocross. So, I don't believe Hunter should be even in the conversation for the championship. I think for Hunter to... The goal for Hunter should be just maybe top fives. Just get top tens. Get maybe a top five. Get through the Supercross season healthy. That should be his main goal. Actually, is just get through Supercross healthy, don't get beat down mentally, and get to the Pro Motocross season where your talents shine. Now, I understand you want to be talented at Supercross, but get through a Supercross season where you can build. Because uh, Daniel Blair, when you listen to his podcast, you got to build yourself, and you got to build upon build and build. And when you keep getting hurt, other guys are going to build themselves better. And next up, we have Jaleek Swole, which he's, um, he doesn't show much flash yet for the Rockstar team, so it's it's going to be a make make or break year for him. Uh, for him, yeah, he's one of those rookies where you just don't know if he's going to be a talented guy, or I mean, um, an elite talented guy. Or is he just going to be one of those guys that they're going to cut and not renew his contract? So it's going to be up to him if he's going to show flash or not. I, I just don't know. Then we have Garrett March March Banks, who uh, he won Daytona last year before COVID hit, and then uh, Pro Circuit did not renew his contract. Then he is on Club MX. So there is going there are going to be a lot of eyes. March Banks if he is going to be uh, going for top fives podiums I don't know if there is race win capabilities on that bike but he wants to prove Mitch wrong and it's going to be an interesting year to see if he can do it if he can good for him if he can't well I don't know if there are chances for him to ever be on a factory bike again Because with JGR and Geico Honda going away, there are obviously going to be less jobs. Uh, We have Jake Masterpool uh, next up. Obviously, he's going to be on a private tier team. uh, Just because um, he was not able to be on Star Yamaha. That's uh, just because they had so many other rookies they wanted and... That was one of those weird things where you never got a clear understanding if they wanted to do Supercross or not, even though he was a good starter on motocross and had solid results. That was always a weird thing. You never really understood where they were with him. So you'll be interested to see if he is able to do those starts not on that bike. Next up, we have Nick Gaines. Uh, one thing about Nick Gaines is you pay attention to uh, fantasy. Uh, Nick Gaines is always there. Uh, Kyle Peters. Kyle Peters will be a solid top 10 to 15 guy. Kyle Peters, uh, arena cross guy, good for him. Uh, Jarrett Fry. Jared Fry entering his next year of racing for Star Yamaha. Uh, it will be another year of development for him. It will be interesting to see where he does where he goes Uh, when he entered pro motocross last year he actually showed some speed showed improvement so we'll have to see what he does for the supercross season uh chris blose is entering in the west coast with these many with this many talented guys i don't know (laughs) where he's gonna fit in it's gonna be when i'm like i went through this many guys already it's gonna get hard on just Making a main, and I'm still in the two-digit guys. Uh, Joey Crown is number 61. So Joey Crown, Martin Castello, Carson Brown, Jordan Bailey, <laughs> and then we get to Styles. Robinson is a factory guy. Jace Owen, Robbie Wageman, Cody Shock, Derek Kelly, Ty Masterpool, Jerry Robin, and then we have Jordan Smith, Dylan Schwartz, Nate Thrasher. <laughs> Yikes! Um, I think actually honestly I think I got the uh, I am so sorry I think I got the master pool screwed up and I apologize I'm supposed to be informed. Um, I I can't believe I did that. Should I reedit this pod? I'm sorry it was Ty Master Pool that was on the Star Yamaha. Jake Master Pool was the um, when Jake rides. I I feel really stupid. I got that screwed up no Uh, Jake Masterpool, this is actually going to be his first year on Supercross. Usually, normally, what he does is 450 motocross. Now, outdoors, he's a successful rider. Uh, Time Masterpool is the one that was cut by uh, the uh, Star Yamaha team, and now I believe both of them will be riding uh, KTMs. So, sorry I got that wrong. Um, Carson Brown usually rides uh, Huskies. I don't know what he's riding this year. But he's a solid rider, but it's going to be tough making the mains. Uh, Jordan Bailey uh, going to be privateering. Styles Robinson, he's back with Husqvarna. This is honestly for me going to be a make or break year for Styles. Last year when he rode outdoors, he he won Loretta's, but and I watched all of Loretta's, but for him. I didn't see much flash coming out when he wrote Outdoors. I saw nothing. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does outside of that. Uh, Jace Owen is going to be number 68. For Jace, it's uh arena cross guy going back to outdoor, or sorry, to supercross. Uh, fully healthy. Good to see him there. Robbie Wageman, uh, number 69. Uh, Cody Shock, number 72. Derek Kelly, 73. Ty Masterpool, 75. Jerry Robin, number 77. Go Jerry. I, I love Jerry. I kind of wish that Jerry would have rode um, east because, or this actually goes for a lot of the other guys because I think the West Coast may not have the top-line talent of Austin Forkner and everything, but there are a lot of guys here that are not going to make main events because holy cow. Uh, Jordan Smith, uh, number 80, he's coming back off injury. Now, I, I kind of view him. It, it's going to be interesting to see he had the wrist injury, he had the knee injury, where he's at. This is going to be the last year of his contract with Pro Circuit. I just don't know where his health is. You know, he should have won a couple championships now on the two fifties, but he's come up short. He has injured himself. I just don't know. Uh, Dylan Shorts is going to be on Suzuki. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's an extremely talented kid at Loretta's. The one issue that he has is starts. So if he can make a main event, he does have speed. I, I just don't know how Supercross is going to go. Uh, the number ninety-one, we have Nate Thrasher. Uh, he is a star Yamaha rookie. The one thing for him is going to be uh, where is his supercross skills are. Um, with this field as is, it's going to be interesting to see is he even going to make the main. Um, Chase Marquier is number ninety-two. I like Ch- Chase has been a supercross two hundred and fifty veteran. It's going to be Hard to make the main Cheyenne Harmon 118. Now we're going we're finally after all these guys we're finally getting the tri- triple digit guys and these guys are still well known. Uh, Chris Howell, Sean Cantrell. Uh, now we we have a t- triple digit Seth Hammaker, the rookie for Pro Circuit number 150. Uh, that's a factory. Cedric Subaras, number 201. Um, Any other... I'm trying to see if there's any other uh, names on this list that are... And Ryan Surratt is on this list. And I'm just... 64 guys are on this list right now. And that is insane. There are so many guys. Now, I understand there's going to be probably a few injuries, but... Only 40 guys are going to make the night show and only 22 guys are going to make the main event. So I think, honestly, I think a lot of these guys should have went to the other coast. And I I don't know. I understand maybe some of these guys were waiting for parts. Some of these guys were injured. But I don't know what some of these guys were thinking because I'm looking at the other coast and there's a talent... Issue and I, I just what the hell was going on here? But either way, they made their decision and they're gonna be kicking themselves when they don't make multiple mains. So, uh, getting to I guess since uh, I have a few more minutes here before we wrap up, go for some football news. Uh, JJ Watts got uh, released by the Texans, uh, that was an interesting decision. You know, for J.J. Watts, he's made hundreds of millions of dollars from the Texans. Good for him and getting released. People were trying to equate the Deshaun Watson situation, and I, I think people were completely, completely fucking stupid when it comes to that. That you cannot compare the situations. J.J. Watt has made millions of dollars. Number one, he's played a full career, and. J.J. Watt the age difference and everything it just let J.J. Watt go but either way there's a report that J.J. Watt is seriously considering the Browns but the one thing that's holding up the J.J. Watt situation is you you just don't know where where the cap space is going to be so until teams figure out where the cap is or that's realistically where the thing is and um Unfortunately, on the sad note, uh, Vincent Jackson, for the former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, I enjoyed watching him play when I got to catch a few Buccaneer games. Was found uh, dead. Um, rest in peace to him. I did enjoy uh, watching him play, as I said. So, uh, R.I.P. to him. So, uh, in other news, uh, John Force in the NHRA. I will be doing a NHRA review podcast here shortly. The NHRA starts in about a month. Uh, NHRA is one of my favorite uh, things to go to. I hope to be going to Brainerd this year. Uh, John Forrest announced that he will be going back to racing. Uh, I cannot wait. He announced a th- only a three-car team this year. Uh, last few years, outside the COVID year, they have been running a four-car team they announced that only it will be John, uh, Robert Height, and Brittany Forrest. It will be two Funny Car and one Top Fuel team. Obviously, they're cutting back, but th- that's fine. And then uh, Coletta announcing their team as well. It will be Doug Coletta. Uh, and by the way, it's good to see Doug Coletta come back after the disappointing season last year, but that will be Sean Langdon and J.R. Todd. So teams are announcing their comebacks. I, uh, you know, some normalcy, um, some normalcy coming back for me personally, uh, for this com- coming fall, uh, or sorry, summer, uh, I would like to go to the motocross and spring Creek that it will be in July. I would like to go to the NHRA and Brainerd that is in August Those are the two events I'd like to go to. The Off-Road Race in Elk River, Minnesota. That is the Champ Off-Road Series. I will be going to that. The Snowcross Series just announced that the Canterbury Snowcross has been canceled. And that will be moving to Elk River. Thank you, Governor Rawls, for that shit show. Um, It sounds like they are going to have spectators... But I don't, unfortunately, I don't know if I'm going to go to that. But at, starting this summer, I'm going to go to everything I possibly can. I'm tired of COVID. Yeah, I'm just so sick of it. That, at least from this point forward, the champ off-road, or sorry, the championship. Yeah, the champ, the champ off-road race in uh, July. I think it's June or July, whenever it is. I'll go to that. I'll have that on social and talk about how fun that is. I'll go to that motocross race and pro motocross race. I'll go to that. And then the NHRA race, the NHRA race, I'll go to that. You know, you gotta have fun in life. You just can't let COVID ruin everything because if you sit at home and do nothing, you don't have life experiences. You gotta have fun with the family. And I love my family. So, Either way, uh, thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. I will have a review pod of Orlando 2 coming up. Uh, there's a week off of, um, Supercross. I don't know if, I'll probably come up with some type of podcast, obviously. Uh, baseball's coming up, so, uh. Obviously, I think I'm a Twins fan, so I will try to do something Twins related in that sense. I'll try to watch most Twins games, maybe do a some type of weekly Twins pod. Um, kind of more baseball is such a dry sport; it's hard to talk about it. But maybe I'll do a weekly Twins pod. Obviously, I will do a weekly drag racing because I love drag racing. So obviously, I'll do a weekly. Or at least a preview for drag racing. And then a uh, a weekly review pod just like I do with uh, motocross. And then, um, then we have NFL Draft and all that stuff. So either way, thank you for listening. And uh, stay warm, Texas and the rest of the country. Been living in uh, 30 below weather for the past two weeks. So see ya!